was the night after Christmas, and under the tree, the superstars got presents delivered by me. Pajamas for Uraga. Stunners for Steve. A boggle for Hornswap. Wait, what's a boggle? Oh, and Summers for Eve. Then there's Edge. He's a real sickie. His Christmas gift, a new picture of Vic. Vicky, oh gosh. Cody wanted a bike. Boy, was he mad. When I took his present and I gave it to Dad. I bought Monopoly for Hunter, since he is the game. And I had a gift for this guy, but I've forgotten his name. Hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. I threw a party for Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Honestly, really, he's got more personality in one finger than all of Bam Neely. And for Santino Morella, a healthy new screwness. Soon to be shattered by the man known as... You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. It's the Wrestling Life. It's episode 183. It is December 19th, 2018. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, so much to talk about this week. And so much we can't talk about. Start with, you know, I don't know if you know this, Liam, but a new era of WWE television. What? Watched this week. I wish they would have told us. Yeah, let's start with, uh, let's finish off the old era uh, with TLC. TLC was a long show. (laughs) There were some bright spots. There was some horrendous crap. What did you think of TLC? Uh, Overall, I had fun watching the show. Uh, I should point out, I didn't watch the pre-show. And I also uh, joined the show... uh, Right as the tag match was starting, uh, the the tag title match, I should say. So I missed uh, Truth and Carmella opening the show. But uh, yeah, I mean, what you said is true. It's still too long, and there was like three matches that could have been had their time cut by, you know, a quarter, and probably would have been better off for it. But overall, I didn't have a lot of complaints when the show was over, and I thought the main event was great. Yeah, the main event. Main event was awesome. 
And uh, I just don't understand how two guys as talented as Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose could go out there and have <laughs> maybe the worst 22-minute match I've ever seen. It was real bad, man. <laughs> and I was, I was watching the show with a buddy, and I kind of jokingly said to him, watch, these guys are going to go 40 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, and we got to like the 18 minute mark and they were still going and it was so boring as the crowd uh, was chanting, this is boring. <laughs> um, and I was like, I was kidding. You don't actually, please don't actually go 40. But uh, yeah, they should have gone like 12. And it's like the one thing the crowd kind of got into was at the end when Seth like snapped and started beating the crap out of him. It was like, yeah. that should have just been the match. Like, whatever you're going to do, if you still want to do the story where Seth's temper gets the better of him and Dean wins the belt, that's fine. But they had, like, 19 minutes of just a wrestling match and then three minutes of wild brawl. Yes, it was quite bizarre. Uh, I know that you have some thoughts on the man and Rhonda and Charlotte and where they may be going <laughs> with with this, with this uh, program i you cannot convince me that it's not a three-way wrestlemania like <laughs> that angle oh come on <laughs> uh sure seems that way i mean becky's promo with the start of smackdown sure made it seem like charlotte is the setup feud um and then <laughs> becky and ronda's wrestlemania but it's i mean charlotte is doing <laughs> she's doing becky lynch's act <laughs> which becky called out hilariously as uh she pointed out she was talking about cause she called ronda a rowdy piper cosplayer and then when charlotte came out dressed in all black making mean faces uh she goes <laughs> speaking of cosplayers and i laughed and i laughed so we've touched on this before, but this is the equivalent of WWE trying to give Big Show the yes chance. <laughs> yes, this is exactly <laughs> what that is. They're trying to transfer Becky's goodwill to Charlotte, <laughs> and it's just it's just not working. It's, it's the funniest thing because I mean, people don't hate Charlotte, right? Like, right? They they boo her when she's wrestling Becky, but like they don't hate her and in her current form it's like they just don't want to see her you know placed above becky currently so like right. it's not that big of a deal like either just keep if you if you're so scared of charlotte getting booed just keep her away from becky lynch and if you don't care if she's booed then i i then just let her be herself let her be the character she's been for the last year on tv and work and work with Becky if that's what you want to do. But yeah, I mean, if if it's not a three way, it seems like they're maybe setting up to do like Becky versus Ronda. I mean, Becky versus Charlotte on a SmackDown, and the winner gets Ronda at the Rumble or something, and Charlotte will win that, and then Becky <laughs> has to win the Rumble to get her shot at Ronda. I could see that. A lot of time to tell some stories. <laughs> yes. Generally, uh, WWE plus a really hot angle plus time equals less and less people caring about said angle as they go. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because the McMahons 
have made us the authority. Ah, yes. So, okay, my first my first act of authority is that I want all the wrestlers to unionize. <laughs> and I would like uh, an off season for professional wrestling. Doesn't sound terrible. You think crowds would be up in the you know three months or the nine months that they worked? I think they would probably because they're not because the towns that they go to like four or five times a year. Now they only go there like three times a year. Yeah, that might work. And as we've established, the less you're on TV, the more over you are. So if you go away for three months, everybody kind of gets to hit a reset button. They'll, I mean, they'll never do it. I know. Um, so uh, Baron Corbin was kind of written off at TLC. It sure seemed like, you know, a blow off for his entire character. Stroman came back. Stroman couldn't do a match, so they had all of Corbin's foes. As far as WWE storytelling goes, like I don't give a crap about Baron Corbin, but it's, it was like a a um a creative way to write off his character. I thought, yeah. and then he was just back on television on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's going to be back on television the following week too, in the main event. Yeah. So we were watching. Uh, I was watching the pay-per-view with my wife, and she's like, oh, Vince is coming to Raw uh, on Monday to shake things up. What do you think he's going to do? And I said, well, his answer to everything for the last 15 to 20 years has been throw a bunch of McMahons on TV. So <laughs> I, predi- I predict lots of McMahons. And the show opened with every McMahon except Linda and Triple H mm-hmm. on, uh, on Raw on Monday. And... Uh, the McMahons have taken back their shows. <laughs> yes. Raw and SmackDown Live. <sighs> What'd you think of this? So, it felt like a TNA, like one of those WCW or TNA restart shows, where they literally <laughs> just come out and say the product has been terrible, but everything's changing now. Um. And then, much like most of those WCW and TNA reset shows, the rest of the show was mostly the same. Um, overall, I mean, the show itself was, I thought, fine and maybe even, like, leaning towards good just because almost every segment built to something, either for next week or for the Rumble or whatever. So I can appreciate that. But, I mean, yes, the new era started with the McMahon family talking for 30 minutes. And then a Baron (laughs) Corbin wrestling match. (laughs) Yes. Now, part of that was obviously supposed to be... Again, if this was the send-off for Baron Corbin and we weren't going to see him for six months, I'd say, okay, it was fine to get him back on TV one last time and let all the people that he screwed over, you know, beat him up and hit moves on him and, and send him packing. But he's... He's in the main event of the Christmas Eve Raw. He is. The entire third hour of the show was a women's gauntlet match. Bold move. What'd you think? I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that Rhonda does this promo about how, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the toughest champ in, in the company and I want to start a new tradition where the champion defends the title the night after pay- every single pay-per-view. And then she didn't defend the title. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. But they at least came up with something of a, you know, a, 
creative way to build for for Christmas Eve, as we talked about off the air. They aren't punting for this Christmas show for the Christmas shows this year. They are they're trying to uh, I guess make sure they don't fall below like 1.5 million. <laughs> yeah. But uh I mean yeah, it was it was interesting. I don't know. I think Natty was probably of all the choices, it was probably like Natty or Ruby because those are the people that they don't really care about. So <laughs> they don't they don't they're not interested in building to a Ruby Riot Ronda Rousey title match or an Natalia Ronda I think at one point maybe they were going to but uh you know Natty's father dying probably put the kibosh on them turning her heel on Ronda but um yeah I don't know I think it's, it was it was fine I I enjoyed the wrestling was all pretty good and they they made they tried to make it seem like a big deal and that like Natal this was like a really big moment for Natalia and she you know beat everybody clean with her moves so I mean there's kind of the gauntlet matches are always weird because it's like a baby face is coming in to wrestle a heel who's just wrestled two other matches it's always kind of a weird dynamic but I mean overall I thought it was uh, at least a mild success what about you Yeah I thought it was fine like I you know. I don't to see Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke out there doing spots, but <laughs> doing. I was their... just happy Bailey got to pin both of them. Yeah, that was good. Everybody, everybody looked good for the most part. Even Dana Brooke looked looked like a competent professional wrestler. Yeah. Well. So <laughs> they then... didn't ask too much of her. Correct. And they also didn't do what maybe I was expecting, which is that they act like Natalia has won. And then a heel comes out as the actual <laughs> final member, and like Nia Jax gets the title shot, or Tamina, or somebody. So that was pleasant. We just ended with a babyface win and a big <laughs> celebration. Yeah, that's nice. And then uh, SmackDown kicked off with you know Shane thanking Paige for her service. I <laughs> wishing her the best of luck in her future endeavors. Uh, yeah, like weird. I mean, I guess she's going to be a manager again now or something. Um. Maybe she'll be a commentator. Mm. <laughs> Byron was quote unquote out sick uh, this week, and the last time a SmackDown commentator was out sick, he ended up quitting the company. So, yeah, I mean it's worth a shot. I mean I don't know if she would be good at it, but you don't have to be good to be a WWE commentator. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, she could at least, you know, I gotta say. Otunga is a huge upgrade over Saxton, which <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. But Otunga was kind of doing a thing where he wasn't really saying anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was perfect. Yeah, he was fine. I was amused when Mustafa Ali came out in the SmackDown main event. And Otunga alerted us that he had Mustafa Ali had trained with David's friend Tom or something. Like he just he just gave a first name. He's like my my buddy Tom trained Mustafa Ali. And Corey Graves started laughing because he was such a stupid thing to say. But uh, yeah, so SmackDown started with uh, Shane and then the women, and uh, Naomi got a title shot. Yes, she did against Oscar. You have some thoughts about Naomi? Naomi as a worker. I want to say this right away. I like Naomi as an act. I think she's a fun, like, her entrance is really cool. I have no problem with Naomi being on my television screen. Um, but 
there's this thing, and it's not just a Naomi thing. It's the thing they do with anybody they have that they think is like a really good athlete, where they have to try to give them like Will Osprey spots. <laughs> and so they they did a spot where Asuka's whipping Naomi towards the barricade, and Naomi is supposed to stop, like jump up onto the barricade, and then do the like the Cody Rhodes disaster kick onto Asuka. And they did it. They didn't botch it. But Naomi clearly wasn't comfortable with that spot because Asuka does the the Irish whip. Naomi lightly kind of skips towards the barricade, puts her hands out, slowly jumps up, and then does the kick while Asuka just kind of stands there and looks at her. Um, so just like, just stop putting ricochet spots. Stop. She's not, <laughs> Naomi's not Kota Ibushi. All right. I don't think that's an insult. <laughs> There's there's my quote for 2018. Naomi is not Kota Ibushi. Um, So just stop putting, like, you don't have to overthink it. Like, she can do athletic, impressive moves that are also, like, reasonably easy and safe to pull off. That's just, that was my only thought. There's a lot, there's a lot of nitpicking with the agents in WWE that we could, that we could do. But, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's a, that's a good point. And Mustafa Ali is just on SmackDown now, and he pinned the WWE and he pinned the WWE champion this week. Yeah, he landed <laughs> on his face on the finish too. Yeah, have you heard anything about that? I haven't. Uh, I mean, Brian uh, worked. Uh, he didn't. I don't know if he wrestled, but he is. He was on the Christmas Day SmackDown that they taped right afterwards, and he did some kind of physical angle, so he appears to be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's certainly. N- not not a pleasant experience, but yeah, he did his reverse 450 splash, and just one of his knees basically just came down right on Brian's face, and then you could audibly hear him say "Sorry, Brian" as he covered him. <laughs> so, but obviously Brian's fine, so no 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 need to sound alarms there. But I mean, as far as getting a fresh face in there and actually doing something with them, like. It was funny because Andrade Almas was the partner of Daniel Bryan. He's been on the show since like June and hasn't done a darn thing. And here's Mustafa Ali in his second week pitting the heavyweight champion. It's like, all right, well, they're doing something with this guy, even if it's just a short term program and they'll you know, they do a title match on, you know, the first SmackDown of the new year or something. They're doing something with them and they're establishing they're like, Hey, this guy is like a serious competitor. So that's kinda cool. It's also kind of cool that they realize that he's one of the best guys in the entire company. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it took him long enough, but they finally decided to do something of value with him. By the way, it's... 205 Live, I don't think it's long for this world. Certainly seems that way, huh? With them sort of slowly moving all of these characters over to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. If I were Mike and Maria, I would uh, I'd be sending... <laughs> I'd be sending out resumes. Oh, you know, the, the kingdom's still going in ROH. They could always uh, head back there. I, I suppose. Um, yeah, so Raw and SmackDown are taped next week, and then they get the big, you know, holiday week house shows. Are you going to the Baltimore show? I am not. Okay, neither am I. I thought <laughs> about it, and there's part of me that's like, I do want to pay because AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan is the main event. And that's a main event that I generally think would be worth paying for. But it's a SmackDown house show. John Cena, who was advertised for the show, is no longer advertised to wrestle. Mm -hmm. He's now advertised to just appear on Miz TV. 
So I was like, mm, I think I can skip this one. Yeah, I would like I would like to go and see Becky, but um, I have other plans. So Christmas plans. So I cannot uh, can't go to the show. But yeah, so it's hey, you know, it's I'm sure it'll be a good show. I, from what I always hear, you know, the the performers have much more fun at house shows, and there's a lot less pressure there, and and whatever I'm sure, but I. I can't go there and watch like uh, Ty Dillinger wrestle. <laughs> uh, I don't know whoever the heel equivalent of Ty Dillinger is on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody from Eric Young. Yeah, like I, I can't, I can't go there and watch that match. I can't watch r Truth and Carmella versus Mandy Rose and I don't know anybody. Like yeah. I don't know, I just can't do it. That's cool. By the way, uh, I don't know what made me think of this. Actually, I know exactly what made me think of this, but I just want to say happy birthday to my uh, wrestling parents, uh, Steve Austin and Trish Stratus. (laughs) It was their birthday yesterday. And uh, I still still think there's hope that they maybe adopt me in real life. Mm. Well, you know, it's good to have dreams. (laughs) It is. as, As the new Daniel Bryan will remind us, you have to fight for your dreams. Even yeah. if it involves kicking your rivals in the testicles. That's right. Hey, so uh, the elite guys, except Marty Skrull, uh finished up with, Marty. with Ring of Honor over the weekend. Uh, the Young Bucks almost killed themselves in a ladder war. They didn't, uh, take, they didn't take it easy on their way out, that's for sure. No, they sure didn't. Um, I don't know. I guess they're going to get their thing started um interesting yeah i mean i mean they'd made no bones about it it was cody's last show hangman's last show bucks obviously and uh, also socal and censored's last show so um yeah that's that seemingly it obviously i think the tokyo dome show will be very interesting um because as we've talked about before i think kenny's losing that title I think Cody's probably losing his title. Yep. And I don't think the Young Bucks are winning the tag titles. So this could be, you know, do they completely go away and just spring up when they when they <laughs> have news? Do they work like random indies in the meantime? I'm I'm very curious as to what they what they do from like January to April this year. It's, it's interesting. I I know that they still apparently want to work Japan, even though they're starting their own thing. So, I mean, I do still expect those guys to lose their titles. But then there's the thing where, well, New Japan and Ring of Honor, they appear to be continuing their relationship regardless regardless of what those guys do. So are they going to want, you know... It, it's really interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, <laughs> interesting three or four months coming up here. Yeah, I'm I'm quite fascinated, and it does probably make Ring of Honor in some ways more interesting, just because I don't know what their TV or pay per views will look like if they don't have the Young Bucks and Cody on those shows, because those have been the main event guys for the last two years. So. Like uh, they gave, they brought in uh, PCO and Brody King to be Marty's new new pals. So, do you really strap the rocket to Marty and and put him in title feuds? And 
and and do what you can there. They I think ROH also announced they signed Bandito this week, so they're they're signing up some talent. Um, they're at least making some attempt to replace replace the departing people with new faces, which I think is smart. But yeah, it's gonna be a really interesting couple of months for for all parties involved. Well, and I think Marty's out the door as soon as he can, you know, as soon as he can be. I'm sure. So I don't, I don't think, you know, and WWE wants Dalton Castle, so. Is he what? old enough to work NXT yet? Ugh. He's got to be like 38. <laughs> That's true. He's only like 32 or whatever. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Um, you going to have to spend two years in NXT learning that hard camera. A lot of Jay Lethal and Matt Taven coming your way. Yeah. God bless. Them. Like, I love Jay Lethal. He's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. But he has been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, NXT and new faces, WWE announced some new faces are coming as part of the new era. Yes. <laughs> Lacey Evans. What a shock. Lacey Evans. So let's let's run down the list. Obviously, we already knew Lars Sullivan was coming. Yes. Uh, Lacey Evans. Yes. EC3. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, heavy Machinery. Okay. And Nikki Cross. All right. Well, Nikki Cross is like four foot ten. They're you know, they're never well. They kind of push. Uh, Selena Vega, even though she's about the same height. So, I don't know. Maybe she'll be okay. But I kind of hope they keep her away from sanity. Um, that, that would probably be best for her. Yeah. Uh, heavy Machinery, fine. You know, fun fun act. Uh, they don't do anything with tag teams. So Right. Uh, Lacey Evans, blonde. Tall. Has a character. I don't like the character, but she has a character. She has like three characters. It's... She's like a former Marine. She's also like a Southern Belle. And she's also like a pinup model. Yes, it's very... And she's also a mom. Yes. So, four four characters there. Yeah. I Like, Lacey is always one that struck me as kind of like what they would do with uh, Mandy Rose, where like they would just like really take their time with her, and like they put her on TV, and they never really did anything with her on TV, and now she's just going to the main roster. I, I'm not surprised, but I mean, if you're looking for people that are probably main roster ready right now, uh, Bianca Belair comes to mind. Um, like, I mean, obviously. Shayna Baszler and and obviously they they have stuff to do down in NXT with with uh, the the horsewomen and stuff, but I I, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> it it was again, and I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit to see Vince McMahon get his hands on Adam Cole or Johnny Gargano. <laughs> yeah, but it's it was just very amusing in the moment that you could just it's still still the old man's company. And you could tell that by, like, all right, we're going to bring up new faces. Who are we going to bring up? Uh, the really jack muscular dude, the guy who looks like he could have worked a pro- program with Bruno, uh, <laughs> tag team from the 80s, and the really hot blonde woman. Yeah. Well, the new era. It's going 
gonna look like a lot. <laughs> gonna look a lot same like, as the old era. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anything else you want to get into, or have we touched on uh, most of the stuff this week? I guess we, we can just very briefly mention the the big news from the the spoilers of the Christmas Eve and day Raw and SmackDown tapings. Um, Rusev is the United States champion. Interesting. Just won the title from Nakamura in the main event clean. So there there goes uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's legendary United States championship run. Mm. He had no feuds while the champ <laughs> while being the champion. Uh, did he wrestle Jeff Hardy? Was that a feud with Jeff Hardy? Or he did wrestle Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam, but that feud that was Jeff Hardy's obligated rematch, which uh, of course, as we now know, are antiquated, as Shane McMahon put it. Uh, and it was that that title match was a backdrop to Randy Orton and uh, <laughs> and Jeff Hardy's big feud. So. <sighs> By the way, I, we don't need to rehash this, but Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio's chair match, <laughs> a chairs match at TLC. If you want to see Randy Orton moving furniture <laughs> for like 25 minutes, that's the match for you. Have <laughs> we got the match for you? Yes, it was. It sure was a match and it sure had chairs. Yeah, it blew. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we might be able to wrap it up. All right, cool. So, uh, uh, no show uh, Christmas week, and then New Year's week we have the best of 2018 show, right? Yes, we've uh, we've been do- doing Twitter polls the last couple of weeks, getting ready for it. Appreciate everybody who voted and tweeted me their picks as well. So, stay- definitely stay tuned for that. We're running down the best matches, best interviews, best shows, best wrestlers. Uh, all of 2018, our picks, and of course your picks. So stay tuned for that in the new year. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, everyone. Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back in the new year, <laughs> the new era, <laughs> and <laughs> new stories from the wrestling life. Happy holidays. Man, your lips look delicious. My brother will be at the door. Waves upon a tropical shore. My maiden's aunt is vicious. For real, dog, your lips look delicious. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Never such a blizzard before. I've got to go home. You'll freeze out there. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys.
brother. You get a show, try to do this every now and then. And now, ladies and gentlemen, performing her holiday classic for us, our good, dear friend, Darlene Love.
Christmas. I've been waiting for you. You know, Christmas is always my favorite time of year. And I'm glad you're here in my living room to enjoy it. <laughs> Mrs. Claus must have made the cocoa this year. <laughs> now, at Christmas time, we all have our favorite things, but mine is singing Christmas carols. My favorite Christmas carol, I'm a little embarrassed, but it's the, the 12 days of Christmas. But I, I have something special for you because not only are we all going to do it together, I have the number one fan in the world of the Roddy Piper President Club. His name is Craig. Craig, come on in here. Hi, Craig. Hi, Mr. Rowdy. Piper, Mr. Piper. Roddy, Roddy. Yeah, Roddy. You look great. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you for coming. Say hello. Hi. Night, night. So what we're going to do is, is Grandma up? Okay, cool. Now, we're going to sing the 12 days of Christmas. Okay? So are you going to start us out? Okay. Okay. Uh, just one more time. You did that twice in a row. That was good. Okay. <clears throat> On the first day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me <laughs> a sleeper hole just for you. Got eleven more of these. <laughs> On the second day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me. And a sleeper hold for you. <laughs> Get up. You know, you know, maybe we should just go to the end because Christmas will be gone by the time we get through the song and it's so much fun, okay? So get Granny up and, and, and let here we go. We'll just start at 12. On the 12th day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me... Twelve headlocks, eleven kidney shots, ten headbutts, just relax, nine elbow smashes, eight uppercuts, seven low blows, six close lines, Terror shots. Two nipple twisties. And a sleeper hold just for you. Merry Christmas. May all your dreams come true. Welcome back, everybody. Look Welcome who's back. back. Regis is back. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got a beautiful Christmas sweater on. And, there, but you listen, look at yours. You look like a perverted uncle. I do look like a perverted uncle. <laughs> it's true. I'm like creepy uncle for Christmas. <laughs> Very creepy guy. <laughs> Just play the music. Okay. Just play the One music. more Christmas song. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring 
Are you listening in the lane? Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. Well, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. And here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. A walking in a winter wonderland. Let me take it, son. In the meadow we can build a snowman. Then yeah. pretend that he is Parson Brown. What happened to that accent? He'll say, I am married. We'll say, no man. But well, you could do the job when you're in town. Play it wrong. We'll conspire. Go reach. As we dream by the fire. Face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in a winter wonderland Okay, get up and dance, Try to keep on keeping on.